welcome back to another episode of the Miles Driven with me, Miles. And top of the morning with me, Sam. Top of the morning? Yeah. Oh, I want a foreign language, mate. Come on. Well, it's sort of foreign. Top of the morning? Yeah, well, I'm pretty it's, sure. a, it's a stereotypically not English yeah, but thing to say. I would say that all of our English-speaking listeners... They probably would have heard it in a different accent, though. Oh, uh, okay, that's a fair I one. I didn't want to be that way inclined. So we've had a huge upgrade to the audio equipment at the Miles Driven. Not that you'd be able to tell, because Miles is still editing the podcast. Do you know what? It's been four (laughs) days of pain for me to set this up. and uh, No days of pain for me. I've turned up. I've seen some jazzy new stuff. I've been messaging Sam throughout the process saying, do you have any idea what I could do with this? I've been giving you helpful advice. Two sarcastic comments of what I could do. Very long scripted, and they took a long time to actually do the messages that I sent back to you. And they did make you laugh. Oh, they made me laugh. There was no problem there. It was just the fact that they weren't very helpful when you're nearly... If, you, if any of you out there would like to see a grown man cry, then ask them to set up a proper audio system with the software and hardware that is needed for a decent <laughs> podcast. Now, if you're listening to this and you're thinking, I can't notice the difference, please do And this not, podcast is still not what I would call decent. <laughs> please do not message in to tell me that because I think... <laughs> I think I might be, be really on edge if you do that. I'll turn up to the next one. He'll just be rocking backwards and forwards in his living yeah, room, just someone, crying with his head in his hands. In say, oh, I couldn't tell the difference. It was the, the, the main issue I found, and I said this in podcast one, that I had a really big appreciation for what podcasters do, that do really sort of proper setups, because me trying to set up what we had originally was challenging enough. We upgraded that, and I said, if we get popular enough and if we get enough listeners and all that sort of stuff then we'll go to the next step which is the rooms getting more and more soundproof well, by, to... by more and more soundproof you did ask me last week you said have you still got that cardboard box that your barbecue came i saw your garden furniture yeah. came in can you bring it over for some soundproofing? yeah because i want it as backing for the soundproofing <laughs> that i've got because we've got an entire wall behind us of soundproof unfortunately we do it it's starting to look like something out of dr zeus's nightmare isn't it? yes <laughs> Yeah, every time Sam comes in, he doesn't say, wow, that's a lot of work. <laughs> he finds a critical comment. <laughs> Look at how messy it's got in here. So, but on the plus side, guys, I don't now have to sit on Miles's lap to record the podcast. No, we've no, got two separate microphones. We're actually sat at a distance for once. As, yeah, as I know, so if I seem more cheerful today, it's for that reason and that reason alone. Because you're not knocking <laughs> knees with me. No, I'm just away from you. Um, we had a few compliments for you, Sam, again. Well, yeah. it's not a surprise, mate. As I've said, on I think at least two occasions, yeah. I am the glue holding this whole thing together. Otherwise, um, it's just you ambling along, yeah, aimlessly wandering and talking into a microphone. I just wonder what type of glue you'd be—a Pritt stick or like Gorilla glue? Oh, definitely Gorilla glue. You'd, you think... be, you'd be a Pritt stick, yeah, like one of those ones that's got to the end and it's got a bit dried. Yeah, and it's now the ones, useless. ones you had at school, <laughs> yeah. where they would give you it and you'd be like, "Miss, I can't do anything with this," and say, "Well." Unfortunately, the keep budget, trying. Yeah, the budget only allows for so many prick sticks. <laughs> he tries his hardest. Yeah, and Sam's whereas, whereas I'm like the sort of stuff you put your finger on the table and it's stuck to it instantly. Right. Yeah, you're that stuff that. What was that stuff? Fast acting, only... solid, just generally awesome. There was stuff, and you're just a dried up old prune in the corner. <laughs> <laughs> what? Well, okay, you can get your critical stuff in because I had some great jokes for you after I heard some of the stuff. But what's that? You used to buy some trade stuff, which had a word in it that we won't repeat on the podcast. But there was some really... Oh, good... sticks like... Yeah. Sticks like hit. Yeah, there we go. Yeah. <laughs> that was um, that was pretty strong stuff. I that was remember... pretty good. You said I used to buy it. I used to acquire it. Yeah, you used to acquire from it. Work. <laughs> but you were actually able to buy it. Well, you, the company you, you Yeah, you could buy, you have to buy it from... For a trade thing. Yeah. Um, yeah, I used that on something. I remember just looking at it 
six months later thinking, wow. It really does stick like it, hit. It really, yeah, it really does. <laughs> um, yeah, so one of the things, I'm going to have to start calling you a comedian because people were very impressed with some of the jokes you came out with on the last one. I was, someone was, actually, the, was the last one the one where we were just belly laughing? The, the BMW one, yeah. Yeah, okay. Uh, which I yeah, that, listened back to. Oh, was it the one with the rugby? With the rugby players. Yes. Oh, I meant to tell you, actually, oh, on God. my way home from doing that podcast, there is one of those BMWs on my street. You'll see it tomorrow when you come over. Really? Yeah. Someone, okay. I think it is, anyway. The BMW, is it, it's an IX. It's called IX. Yeah, IX, yeah. It's on a, a large 71 vehicle. plate. Interesting to be 71. I would have thought it'd have to be... Well, I suppose yeah, I mean, it's been out mm, a few months. You'll see it tomorrow if they're in, obviously. Yeah. Otherwise, we'll have to wait on their driveway and say, excuse yeah. me, we just want to see. Did you? Are you the people that bought 2.6 tonne yeah. BMW? I just want to check your licence. Yeah. See if you're I, I just want to see it. Just see seven rugby players trotting out the house, on, and then I'll take a picture yeah. and be like, see, told you it was a plausible story. On their drive. <laughs> yeah, well, 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 they're filling the roof. With Se- seven rugby players installing a fence post. If they, if they turn up with a roof box, I am good. <laughs> um... No, they, they said that you were the highlight of their week. Wow. Now, These I, people must have had a really miserable time. <laughs> I don't know. In the over two decades, well over two decades that we've known each other, anyone, including your soon-to-be wife... <laughs> or you. That, ...that has called <laughs> you a highlight of their week. I think, I think your soon-to-be Miles, wife... Wants, I wouldn't describe myself as the no, highlight of my week. <laughs> I think your fiancé once described you as about, about the ninth best thing in a slow week. I'm not sure she did. <laughs> Yeah, I think I'm you're really not sure. She I, might, did. I might have put in some of those words in her mouth. I mean, she doesn't listen because I told no, her. No, I know, so I can say whatever she wants to tell me, yeah. Um, so today we're going to, well, there's a few things I've been doing this week which I'm going to tell Sam about. The first thing I'm going to start with, though, in case anyone has missed, we are still a motoring podcast. Five minutes there. We talked about cars. S- slightly, yeah. Yeah. Mainly about so our, you um, our, our huge u- upgrade for. Well, yeah, but that's equipment. what people are interested in. This is what I bring to the podcast. For, you for, talk about cars, I make people chuckle. For people that are out there who are, I don't know, sound engineers or something, by all means, let us know your feedback, and but be kind. because Yeah, uh, they'll ask us what we've bought, you'll tell them the make, and they'll say, yeah, that stuff's awful. Yeah, I don't know. It was This is, oh, actually, uh, yeah, I need to connect some wiring up on yours, but it should be fine for this podcast. I will just, just by, by wiring, are you saying that I'm not connected? <laughs> Some people just hear a whisper through if your only, microphone. I, I can see the spikes and you are... Yeah, you see, you've cleverly positioned this microphone so I can't see the computer. Do you know what? I did realise that at the time. I thought, ah, the only thing is, Sam asked for space, so he hasn't got to be playing footsie so what, with me. So what I am now is at the other end of the room, yeah. in the corner. <laughs> and the, the only problem is with that, at some point I'd like to have this uh, film so that we can have this on our YouTube channel as that develops. Yeah, we could do that, couldn't you? But, yeah, the only problem is, is that we are we are a little bit away from each other, which is fine. You but... can set up two cameras and have like a split screen thing, or put it in the top corner. Yeah, of the room. I was thinking it could be up in the top corner over there or something like that. But we'll we'll have to. It's just we're we're not at a, a very good angle for a camera. No, we what are. we what you need is for the room to be another six foot into the hallway. Yeah. So if I just knock through that wall. Yeah, well, it's only the mean... storage tanks for the water for the whole apartment block, isn't it? Yeah, and I'm not sure if my water is there because oh. i've got a big tank next to me here so. yeah so we'll get rid of one of those yeah we'll be fine and then the neighbors can sort themselves yeah. out yeah um a couple of things i've been in this week which were for motoring i wanted to, to just jump back we in a previous podcast we talked about the cupra born if, if you remember that sam that's we the, do heavily advertised now it's been uh, it is uh, ITV, itv using it as their drama you know when you when you're watching a tv program and they come back from the break and it's like Cupra Bourne sponsors drama on ITV. Oh, okay, yeah. I yeah, they were using that. Cat oh. doesn't like it. Does she not? No. Reason? Uh, she styling? She, or? Yeah, styling. Obviously, you only see it 
with the action shots they've done for the advert when it's on telly. Um, she wasn't a big fan of the styling. Okay, that's interesting. But then I did explain to her it's an electric vehicle. Yeah, so it won't. So it's it's it, got to have certain styling for aerodynamics. Yeah, and also it's got it's on a skateboard battery pack, so it does sort of sit a little bit higher, like the doors. Yeah, are just... I don't think it looks too bad. I think it just looks like a slightly taller modern golf. Yeah, it's got that well, sort of shape because I mean, it is. Yeah, <laughs> because it's a Sat. Because it's based well, it's on the it's based on the ID three, and yeah. underneath it is a Volkswagen ID three. Now, what I was doing for this is I, I was checking out um, Hyundai have released a Arnic five hatchback, which is a cracking looking car. Is it? I've not um, seen it. Yeah, I, I did realise before the podcast actually, there's probably you probably wouldn't have seen it, and I decided to get up a different window to show you, but then I've decided to uh, talk about this first. So, sorry about that. I'll um I'll show you that, but I wanted to make a comparison between them. I thought I wouldn't help you out by filling in for you while you were doing that. Then, yeah, oh just, wow, just, that looks awesome. <laughs> just, <laughs> I just saw an old Hyundai. Then, ah, oh, not ah, uh, is it out yet? I think it is now uh, available. I'm just wondering to if order. I've seen one. You you may have seen the, the where we live. We're quite fortunate in that we get a lot of test vehicles. I th- I feel like way. I may have seen that. Yeah. And I may have seen it at work. Okay, quite well. Uh, or somewhere around the town, yeah, as I've been possibly. driving to and from. Uh, especially I've definitely seen something that looks like that somewhere. Where you work, I think that a lot of people seem to have, there's a couple of nice villages, aren't there, where people generally well, have yeah, quite and also, new vehicles. Also where I actually work is there's quite a lot of, there's uh, quite a lot of nice reasonably well off yeah. people. So, so that's the... Iron, it looks, I'm not one of them, by the way. No. <laughs> not yet. <laughs> um, give it time, though. Oh, yeah, I'll, I'll work my way up. Yeah. Uh, the thing with this for me was it looks like the sort of hot hatch of the future if you were watching iRobot, the film iRobot, and it, someone said this is the hot hatch. Yeah, it does. I don't think it's quite there with the styling. It's okay. not bad, but I wouldn't call it hot hatch styling. That's fair. I mean, it's just, I suppose... It's a good start. It's like a, it's a good, it's a good starting point. You kind of have to adjust what you're looking at. You do. Something that's a bit futuristic to what you would buy today, I suppose. Yeah. But I mean, this is something but, you can buy. Today. I mean, I mean, no, I always talk about it on this podcast. But we are talking about Hyundai. Yeah. If you took an i30 N, yes, that's what I would say. That's it's almost a scale back hot hatch because it's not got loads about it, but it's got a lot of subtle, yeah, nice sportiness to it. If you like, just quickly on the i30 N, Sam, how much are they? Thirty-two, thirty-three. No, they yeah. were thirty-two, thirty-three they, uh, when we looked 30, for our thirty-four and a half now. Okay. Well, it's not too bad, John. It's not. They're, they're, they're creeping I mean, up and up. R- realistically, but... it was out of my price bracket anyway. So whether it's 32 or whether it's 62, well, it makes what, no odds to me. This is what I want to come on to because we, we do talk about prices a lot in this podcast. But, of course, most people do buy their cars on some sort of payment plan, whether it's leasing, whether yeah. it's uh, a balloon payment at the or end. Or they do what we do. Or you just, just scrape old... together whatever pennies you can find yeah. and just go and then desperately the, save the cheapest thing you can get, so that you can finally have a car that yes. doesn't doesn't sort of you look at it in the morning and yep. think, oh. and here we are both at thirty two, <laughs> still not achieving that yeah. dream. <laughs> Terrible. Um, so the the one thing I wanted to pick out with this was when I saw that I thought I wonder what we're looking at price range difference between that and the Cupra Born, and I thought well. With the Cupra Born, that's been out for a while, so you've got a bit more established figures. You can actually go on Cupra's website and it will tell you how much they are. They do three different trim levels for them. So you can have it, when you know the one you see advertised, that's the highest trim. So I think it's VZ1, VZ2 and VZ3. Yeah, which is the same for any car advert, isn't it? They it always much. show you the highest. They're, the, never, the only... they're never going to show you a standard spec Dacia Sandero. Well, Dacia probably would. 
Yeah, no, they, they want to say that was this, a bad example. Yeah, that's a terrible <laughs> example. But every other, literally, probably every yeah. other manufacturer. Now, I thought, well, let me have a look at what the one that you would see on the adverts is because that's the one that catches a lot of people's eyes. It's got the bigger battery pack. It has this boost system on it, which makes it a bit quicker. Right. So you okay. can have an extra sort of. I think it's about ten seconds worth of sort of extra power if you want to. I mean, it's fast enough for overtaking anyway. But if you just want to have a bit of fun. Okay. How much, Sam? So if you walked into a Cooper dealer... Oh, you've sent me so many of these questions this week, and I'm trying to work out if this, if, if this was one of them. Because some of them were reasonable, weren't they? And some yeah. of them were not. Well, well, Must you... have had four or five messages this week. Hat Sam, how much is this? Yeah. Well, there's a few things in this. Oh, can reference. I quickly segue into one of them? Yeah, go on. And then we'll go come on. back to this. Yeah, yeah. So let's discuss the first one you sent me this week, which was, I think the question was, how much is a Ford Galaxy? Oh, that's hilarious, because that was the next one I was going to do after this. Oh, okay. But... Do you want to do this one and we'll go back to that? Yeah, we'll, we'll come back to it in okay, a second. That's fine. <laughs> and I passed one of them today, which we'll... I want to get my story in why I saw one today first, but okay. that's fine. Right. So if you had looked at this and you decided you want to go fully electric, but you do want to have something that's still fun and yeah. good looking. Yeah, it's you... good looking. And uh, walk... Not in that colour option. No, no, I don't no, like we're the looking... silver around the bottom. So just for listeners, we are looking at the Hyundai, not the Cupra at the moment. So the Cupra is the one I'm just going to... Oh, okay. For a second, the only reason I wanted to show you this is because I realised that I'd seen it and I'd um, I know the specs of it and stuff because I was yeah. doing it from other. Job. No, I think the Cooper Born's a nice looking car. So the Cooper Born, the one you're seeing on all the adverts, is the VZ3. That's the top spec model. If you were to walk into a Cooper dealer and let's say you had a reasonable deposit to, to hand um, three or four thousand pounds, let's let's say actually you got more than that because I I know what the figures are. Right. Let's say you got four and a half thousand pounds to put down. You, for for listeners out there, the reason I want to pick this up is because I have spoken to a few different people that I know that are on all different types of salaries and wages from really good earners to average, just to see if any of them sort of thought, oh, yeah, that's a figure, because it's best, you know, it's good to have a lot of feedback on this. Sam, how much do you think you would be asked to pay per month for a Cupra Born? So it's a hot hatch in the electric yeah. world. Okay. Um, and you've put four and a half thousand pounds of your hard saved money down. Yeah, I'm not very good at this stuff, but I'm trying to work out what I think like a hot hatch would be. A hot electric Pardon me. hatch. Um, I'm going to say £310 a month. Now, 310 was a figure that I got back from a couple of people. Well, not 310, but three to 350 okay. And when I sort of said to people, is that a figure that you would pay? They were like, well, it's not... I wouldn't. No, for some of them, it was the car that they wouldn't... They just thought, I wouldn't really pay it. But that was their budget. And I said, would you stretch a little bit? And they were like, well, if it was really something sublime. But otherwise, no. Yeah. It's £510 a month. Wow. I mean, I'd be expecting to be in some sort of Range Rover. For that yes, sort of this, this, this is the problem. And I, I, again, I had a look around and I thought, that seems very expensive to me, but I'm not looking for an electric hot hatch. Yeah. So maybe that is the figure a lot of people would accept. And I thought, well, while I'm there, let me have a quick look at these other hot hatches that we talk about very often, Lee. So Hyundai i30N, Volkswagen Golf GTI, et cetera, et cetera. I know the new yeah. Honda Civic Type R isn't out yet. And we're, not, we're still not getting the Corolla GR, um, despite my complaints on the podcast. But Oh, so they're one company that hasn't listened to you then? No, not so far. But they've, they've disgusting behaviour. They've actually released the GR86. You, if you're interested in a GR86, it was 10 a.m. Thursday, the 21st, I think it was, um, of this month. I think this will come out in this month, but it was 21st of April. They opened up what essentially was an opportunity for people to go online and configure the vehicle uh, for the UK. They are expecting it to 
they said in their words was sell out quickly. I think what they meant was sell out in this sort of order period because they do a new offer every three months. Right, okay. So I think they were expecting the, the three-month batch yeah. to sell out rather than because it's going to be out for a couple of years. So it would be a Yeah, bit... they're not just going to sell out. It's not, it's not like a finite amount of things that they're ever going to sell. It would be outrageous if that was if that was <laughs> to be sold out that You're having a whole podcast worth of complaints um, about it. But I, I did have a quick look around it and... You, you get around the 400 mark on a lot of these cars, depending on what your deposit is, depending on what your mileage is, all this other stuff. But I tried to give an average idea at the moment. If you were a buyer looking for a brand new car and a hot hatch, how much would you be looking to end up paying? Some of them were, were, were less than that. They were more around the 350 mark. And with a bit of a chunkier deposit, some of them are still doing deposit contributions, which was quite interesting with all the shortages that they go on about. Mm -hmm. So... About three fifty, and that, so that figure with a bit of feedback seems to be a figure that that's the one that people are comfortable with for a hot hatch. Five hundred, though, you're right. When you look at five hundred and what you can get for it, yeah, most people are not interested. No, they're not going to be. I was quite surprised how how expensive the payments were, and I can only think is because Cooper is a brand new brand. Yeah, so, but you, you need to get interest in your brand. Yeah, but what? Not oh, sorry. Yeah, but what I'm thinking is is that. Their future price, unlike Volkswagen that have existed for a long period of time, so when they go to a, a bank and they say, "Can we have a balloon figure on this car?" So in three years, we we know yeah. it's, we're okay. telling you it's going to be worth twenty two thousand. We sell it brand new for thirty two thousand. People have got to finance ten thousand in the three years. Of it. So then that's the PCP payment. Mm -hmm. Well, with Cupra and with electric cars, just chuck the figures out the window. Who knows? Electric because yeah, electric no, cars generally. Fair are tanking from brand new yeah i mean they are the not enough <laughs> they <laughs> should they should tank a lot more so that i can afford to buy one well this is a shocking thing if you, you can buy a, like a bmw i3 that's seven years old now is considering how expensive it was brand yeah, new yeah. I, I think you can well actually i'm not going to give a figure because i haven't looked at them in the last month and no, to be honest give with, a figure with you i was going to say about <laughs> seven thousand pounds but possibly even less more like the five or six mark how old was that uh, that would be a 2013, 2014. Okay. But saying that, used car prices seem to be like a, a wave. Well, yeah, we keep saying when's the wave going to break, but it doesn't seem to be, um, it seems to be turning into some sort of tsunami now. <laughs> yeah, I think there's a huge problem at the minute with, and I don't know if I've touched on this in previous podcasts, Sam, you tell me if I have, but manufacturers are kind of happy with low supply because they can just maximise profit on each unit. Yeah, of course they can. Which is, yeah, we sort of touched on it when we were talking about when you went to help my mum get a car. Yeah. And that was why that certain dealers said, well, the Mazda dealer said they weren't going to be doing any deals or anything because they, they feel like they're in a position of power. Yeah, and then you sit there and you think, well... All right, fine. Let, it sit, let it sit and rust on your forecourt. I know. And, and Mazda particularly. I mean, I know. I, sorry, listeners. I know if you've listened to that podcast, he's not going on about Mazda again, is he? Look, Don't worry, you won't be allowed to go on about it for too long. No, but I've, only because I... I'm generally quite positive about the brand, but for them to think, oh, we can just sit on stock. Well, it takes six months, I, and I know it takes six months because I've had to do factory orders when I worked there to get a car because they're one of the only manufacturers that still builds just just in Japan. You know, Toyota, for example, yeah. they build here in the UK for mm -hmm. Europe, up in Sunderland. Nissan do as well, don't they? Uh, Nissan as well, yeah. Oh, I might be. Am I confusing them? They, which Nissan's, Sunderland? Nissan's the one that's in Sunderland, I think. Oh, sorry. Okay, yeah. I'm wondering where Toyota is now. Knowing those two brands, it's probably in Newcastle, just to you know, just <laughs> yeah. a bit of competition. So that was that was a bit. Of, I say, listeners, do let us know if you think actually that's an acceptable rate to be um, 
to be asking for. But £500 a month did seem a bit excessive for what it was. Uh, I'm going to go on to the next car, which was, and I saw one of these this morning. And uh, the one thing I didn't think as it passed me was, oh, that is an X value car. So I said to Sam, what did I, what did I message you this week? About the Ford Galaxy? Yeah. yeah. You, I, said, you just messaged me and said, Sam, how much is a Ford Galaxy? And what did you answer? Uh, hang on, let me get up if you can waffle for all of yeah, I'll, I'll, five or six seconds. I'll let listeners I'll... know right now, if you're in the market for a seven-seat vehicle, good luck. Uh, pretty much your only options are all van-based um, vehicles. But Ford particularly, if you go on Ford's website, the S-Max yeah. is still being sold, but they will not sell it to you. Why? Because they haven't got any. According to their own website that says you can buy one, right. but because of shortages oh, that okay. they've decided they have, okay. for the Galaxy, which is then the next thing you think, okay, well, I'll get a Galaxy if, I, you, know, if you need yeah. the seven seats. Um, at that point, you can only buy one model. Okay. So I got, I got a text saying, Sam, guess the price of a Ford Galaxy. Uh, I responded saying, um, I don't think they should be more than 28000 And I think I was being reasonably generous there. I remember selling these three years old when I did used cars, and they were between ten and twelve thousand pounds. Yeah, at three so years twenty eight for new for a reasonable that, spec that would, would be because average. Fords do depreciate, like a lot of cars, they depreciate quite heavily. Especially, do you want me to carry on reading? You the, can carry on. I, mean, I, can't, I, I can't. I can't. Rem, I can't read there, the one of the messages you oh, sent okay, me after that. Is there some language in it? Yeah. Okay. Um, you said then prepare. I won't read the rest of that yeah. message. As you, do you want me to reveal here? Yeah, yeah, you do. Said, so I said twenty eight thousand, and you said then prepare. Blank, blank. As you need to find another twelve thousand yeah. pounds if you want a galaxy. So just in case anybody doesn't want to do any maths, that would be twenty-eight plus twelve, which is forty thousand pounds. Have you ever looked at a Ford Galaxy and thought that's a forty grand car? I've never looked at a Ford Galaxy and said, "Oh, there's a quality vehicle." Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> the one thing that gets me is that the only people left buying galaxies, I think, is Addison Lee, the taxi firm in London. Yeah, I mean, obviously they do. People will have them if they have a necessity for If them. you need seven seats. Uh, yeah. Uh, but at that point, a Ford Galaxy has always been a functional vehicle. No one's bought it yeah. and gone, wow, this is stylish. Yeah. This is exactly where I wanted to be. Well, again, the Galaxy's been out for an eternity. The yeah, and one. it does a job. It does a job. They, and if Ford have got no interest in replacing it, because they're like, well... We've got one at work, actually. And I would like double you, Reg, one. Yeah, there you go. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> it's just a school car. There's usually an AA van out the back of it trying to jumpstart it. <laughs> Is it, is it a diesel one? It is, yeah. Oh, yeah, lovely. I bet the school's a bit embarrassed about that. This yeah, well, I've got, I've got a, a, a school motoring story that I'll go on to when yeah. we finish this, this the, segment. The thing about the Galaxy was, it's we, we are talking now about premium-level vehicles that it is competing with. Oh, yeah. And I mean, what were we saying? You could get, um, you'd get an Evoke for that, couldn't you? Yeah. Somewhere around there. Oh, I mean, I think... Not the, far off of Valaro, are you? I think the Evoke starts at about 33,000, right, so not, not that we're suggesting you go and buy a Range Rover. Oh, no, Evoke, no, not but, at all. But if you looked at the two... Do you know what... If someone said to you, right, here is... One of these cars is £40,000. One of these cars is nearer £30,000. Yeah. Which one do you think is closer to thirty? Someone's going to go, well, is it the Ford or is it the Range Rover? Yes. <laughs> do you know what's even worse is... And again, I'm not. We're only picking these just for the the point of Land Rover Discovery, yeah, which is also seven seats, yeah, starts at about forty four. And again, if someone put two cars in front of you, so it's four, it's four grand more. And I know a lot of people might be listening, thinking, "Well, Ford give huge discounts. Go into a Ford dealer right now and say how much of a discount can I have of a car?" And ask they tell you to leave because discount 
is a is a curse word. Yeah, you know, it's, it's like it's walking the, into church and spitting on the floor. Yeah, it's sort of like at the moment they're not giving discounts, so they are genuinely asking. Unless you're willing to buy fifty of them for your taxi firm, they're asking you to pay forty thousand pounds. Now, if you're out there and you think I do need, I just I need seven seats, then you could go into a Land Rover dealer and say, look, I want to buy it on payments. Ford have quoted me an outrageous figure because they want forty thousand for the car that's really not going to be worth anywhere near that in three years. Be lucky if it's worth four. Yeah. Your Land Rover, how much does that depreciate? Well, it depreciates heavily, sir, but the good news is we're comparing it to a Ford Galaxy. So actually, we're going to come out on top. <laughs> yeah, I, exactly. I, I just found that, it's, and it's not like Ford, the Ford Galaxy is, I know a lot of people think like thinking, well, maybe it's a fully electric car. No, it's not to an half litre petrol. Yeah. With a hybrid system, admittedly. If you think about curb appeal as well, a Ford Galaxy. A Ford Galaxy over a Land Rover Discovery or a Range Rover Evoke. I know you. Well, I well, let's the discount Velar, the Evoke because it hasn't well, got I, seven seats. No, but, uh, and the Velar doesn't either. But I think the Velar's sort of. In but the you've got room range. in the boot within the Velar. You could just chuck a couple of kids in there if you want to. There you go. Yeah. Put the you know put the babies in there because they're still in the sort of car seats, aren't they? Yeah. There so we go. You could just sort of ratchet strap those into the boot and you sort of ratchet. <laughs> your, I really hope your partner isn't listening to this podcast. Thinking, she won't. And we're not having seven. We're not having five children. That's so. what you think. <laughs> No, we're definitely not. That's what you think. <laughs> you wait until the day comes. And I'll be like, is that your sixth, is it, Sam? There's a minibus parked outside. You won't see me for dust. No, yeah. <laughs> um, yeah, so that was, that was, I thought that was just another example of some, uh, just prices are going up. Yeah. Wages are not nuts. that much. No, exactly. <laughs> That's the problem is wages aren't going up by much. Vehicle prices, there's a few that I've been comparing over the last 10 years for some stuff that we're going to do for future podcasts and for stuff for the Miles Driven website. Just just to sort of do a comparison, just so people can see it and maybe think, oh, that's interesting how it's changed and where it's going. Some of it's shocking. You sort of think, they're not adding a lot to this vehicle, but it is a lot more money. And it's not like people suddenly have a lot more money. If everyone's wage had just doubled in the last 10 years, you know, yeah. And, and costs had gone down for everything. You could kind of see vehicle manufacturers thinking, oh, there's an opportunity here. Instead, they're kind of loading stuff with technology. That brings me on to Sam. You know how you really like the look of the BMW iX? Yes. Stunning I'll, looking car. I'll let you get it up on your phone because they've released a new X7. And with that, they've released the new i7 and I think 7 Series. Right, what, what am I actually looking for? Well, if you type in BMW 7 Series... First off, I think BMW it... 7 Series 2022. 2022. Yes. I just have to warn you, Sam, on our new setup that we've got here, when you uh, look down at your phone like that and try oh, and type okay. stuff, the listeners yeah, sorry, po- possibly think... can't hear you. Yeah, my, well, I, I was sort of uh, just mumbling off yes, there anyway. Know, yeah. <laughs> wow, that looks awful. Is it? Have you got a squinting top? It's like a big box type car. Yeah. It looks like an old Chrysler 300C that they've just put That's some new really... styling on. Oh, do you know what? You've hit the nail on the head. I've been, I've been looking at it all week thinking, what does that look like? But yeah, it's as boxy as a 300C, but which po- is literally like, remember, we, I think we talked about it last week, the old-fashioned car that you used to draw when you were at school, where yes. you just go up, across, yeah. diagonal, across, diagonal, down, across, yeah. down. But see, I like the 300C because they, they've sort of gone with an element. Yeah, that gone. worked. Yeah, but somehow... This they, doesn't. They sort of said, well, <laughs> we've got this boxy style. Let's make everything quite boxy and muscular. BMW have gone, I don't know about the outside. The interior is very good. They fit... They have fit. BMW's press release photo makes it look reasonable. And when I say reasonable, it's yeah. like taking something that rhymes with lemon curd yeah. and polishing it. Uh, do you want to bring up the i7 so you can have a quick look okay. at that? 
Sorry, listeners, if you're at home and you're driving and you well, they can do the same. Well, not if they're driving. Yeah, they're, yeah that's what I'm just thinking. I know some people listen to us at the gym and, and at home and on their headphones and stuff. But um, if you're well, driving, the same thing. It is essentially well. One of them, the i7 is fully electric. Oh, oh yeah, obviously, yeah. yeah. So BMW are doing this now. If if you're wondering, the i range of BMW. So they started with the i3 and they, now they have the i4. I think it's just called the i4. Oh, okay. Then you have the i7. So they're sort of building this iX, obviously, as well. So the iX is like the be-all end-all top of the range at the moment, Pretty, I'm assuming, it, because it hasn't got a number. So effectively an i10, it's if you're odd. using Roman numerals. I think they can't do some vehicles, because again, who fell in, a Tesla hit this problem years ago. They wanted to do a particular model, because you know how they have Model S, Model 3. Yeah. I think they wanted, I think the Model 3 was originally meant to be something like the Model E, but... Ford came along and told them, no, no, you're not having Model E. Model E is trademarked to us. Yeah. It was something like that. So that's why it's become the Model 3. Okay. Yeah. So there's little things like that where manufacturers have to... I think, actually, it wasn't just them. I think about eight manufacturers called them up and said, this is ours. Oh, okay. <laughs> oh, that, that might have been RS badging or something like that. But there's loads of this where manufacturers over the years have sort of said, well, that's actually our brand to have that, whether it's RS or GT. Yeah, no, that's fair. And so it's a challenge that comes up. So they're, instead, they're having to sort of roll out this range with a few oddities in it. And they're doing what... It's really frustrating me. I was on Peugeot's website, and I've got some really exciting stuff for Sam on Peugeot's website. On Peugeot, Said nobody ever. On no, no one's expecting anything exciting from the word Peugeot. On Peugeot's website, it's really weird. You have to toggle whether you want to buy a petrol vehicle. I don't think they actually sell diesel anymore. But they just put it That's as... That's not a shame. Uh, the, their engines are okay. They are. They but when they get old, they do oh, pollute, they pollute and rattle quite oh, a lot. Oh, yeah, yeah. I'm just saying from a point of view of build quality. Oh, yeah. It's not going to fail on you. No, no. It just... But it it would might be fail its MOT on you. Yeah. But, but for other reasons. Like yeah. the rest of it collapsed, but the engine is still going. <laughs> yeah, the engine's yeah. actually still moving. Um, but the rest of the car's not. I was looking... So, I, so you start off, and when you go onto the website, you have to look at electric vehicles. So I was like... £28,000 for a hatchback? Hold on a minute, I must be in the wrong world. Yeah. And then I realised that I was only looking at the electric version, went back to look at the combustion engine version, and the prices were breathable again. <laughs> but then I thought, well, let me look at what you get for your money on the basic spec. And I have to call out and say to Dacia, I am so happy Dacia exists. Or Dacia, however you want to pronounce it. Well, if you follow the adverts... They go Dacia? Dacia. Because that's the way it is in Romania. But they have the bloke that does the IKEA advert, I think, does the... Oh, and he does IKEA? Dacia. Yeah. IKEA. The wonderful Be everyday. Because they're doing it... They like a bit of free advertising for IKEA there. Do you know what? <laughs> I find this interesting. So a lot of people, they'll, they'll tell you how something is said in their native tongue. Yeah. Which is a bit like... It's a bit like Kiev. Yes, and Kiev. The, the Russian... Uh, Russian? <laughs> that was a bad... Well, bloody old <laughs> Announced myself for the wrong side there. Yeah. The Ukrainian capital. Because well, I've always pronounced it as Kiev. K-I-E-V. Yeah. But now it's K-Y-I-V and it's Kiev. Because that's how... I guess it's how the Ukrainians say it. Yeah. I don't know. So I just find it interesting because I've had this a few... And I've had this in English-speaking countries. I've visited and someone has said, oh, we don't pronounce it like that here. We pronounce it like this. And I thought, well, I do understand it. And I do respect that everyone has their own way of doing things. It's just it's a bit difficult if you come to the UK and say... Oh no, you're pronouncing our Swedish word or Romanian word yeah. or European word in a way that we don't want you to. So here's the proper way. And you're like, okay, but you understand I would sound very funny in a sentence with 
a regular English accent oh, yeah, suddenly definitely. jutting off into different... Like, oh, Sam, I went to Ikea earlier. <laughs> Did you? My, my mum and I have always had this debate because we used to have a player at our football team called... You did. Payet, who was French. Yeah. Now, I've always pronounced it as Dimitri Payet. Yeah. Because I'm English. Yeah. But I always would have the argument because whenever I would go around to my mum, she'd be like, oh, have you seen Payet's goal? Oh, uh, yeah. Because that's how they pronounce it in French. But then with Olivier Giroud, yeah. who played for Chelsea, I would say Olivier Giroud. But I should, if I'm being true to myself, say Giroud. Yeah. Because that's how you'd pronounce Again, it in English. I think it's how it works, because I would never say, if we're just sticking with the football ones for a moment, sorry if you're not a football fan, I'm, we won't well, stick Well, yeah, but you can still be long. interested in the names, yeah. because... But there was a striker called Henry. There was no yeah. one called but Henry. But how would you say his first name? Henri. Yeah, but how would you say his first name? Thierry. Yeah, but you could pronounce it... Theory. You could. Theory Henry. Yeah. <laughs> Should be his name yeah. in this country, really. But, but you'd say Thierry... You wouldn't say Thierry Henry, would you? Now, I think the French have an exception... Because a lot of English and French has, over the years, uh, become merged. That's yeah. why we have certain accents on the, la- on the ends of our words. It's why yeah, yeah, yeah. if you speak to an American, they'll say the word niche. And we would say niche because niche. Yeah, I didn't even know what you were saying then. No, exactly. So, so, uh, <laughs> I, I stayed quiet because so I thought, well, he's going to say it in English yeah. in a second. I don't so, know what so, it means. So a niche is just, yeah, we're, we're using the way, because it sounds correct and it's a French word. And yeah. so for us, it's, it, it's fallen into our language. And it's the same with a few different... Uh, way we spell things whereas the americans go that's not a sort of purified or if you like simplified english which american is very much a simplified yeah this there is one thing that's come up this week and i've got to give it to them they spell tire t-i-r-e we spell tire t-y-r-e why do you know <laughs> how funny why yeah <laughs> do you know why if only you were that clever uh, if um, only i'd set that one up lined <laughs> that up in the... uh, i don't actually know no it's something to do with french i guess uh it we had a word for about 250 years ago called tire so obviously the word tire exists because uh dunlop invented the pneumatic well, also, tire. there is another english word that uh, to tire if you were to tire out yeah you would be t-i-i yes yeah so exactly right it, yeah, yeah. So, so then we have so many words that are spelt the same that actually mean different things. Yeah, I know, which is unfortunate sometimes um, because sometimes you'll be saying something and it sounds like something else. Yeah. Um, or it, even worse when it's written. Yes. But the point I was going to make with tyres is, so we spell it T-Y-R-E, and the reason for that is because we've harked back to about 250 years ago when there was something that's similar to a tyre and a newspaper in the UK, can't remember which one it was, but it's one of the ones that like to basically make a statement decided in about 1905 around that period that the correct spelling was t-y-r-e and they only intended to print in that and they would continue with that no matter what anyone said the reason the americans was it the Haley mail <laughs> <laughs> i don't think they were around i don't it's one of the big ones like that it's one of those tabloid okay. big ones now in america they went back and this is one of those times when you actually say do you know what i after i found this out I have to say, I think the Americans got it right. The, uh, uh, the origin for a tyre on a wooden wheel mm-hmm. was called the attire to the wheel, like you would wear a tyre. Yeah, tire. that makes sense. So it would yeah. be T-I-R-E. I-T-T-I-R-E. Mm-hmm. That, that word came about. So there was a tyre to a wheel, which was the tyre itself. Yeah. It's like dressing to the wheel. Yeah, no, that's okay. And the Americans got that, and they said, well, okay, well, now that it's works. A, yeah, now it's a tyre then. And they've continued with that for the last hundred and odd years. Whereas a newspaper in England or in the UK 
as they seem to do, uh, march in one direction and never turn around, even as they might have been proven in different ways. And they've stuck with it. And because of that, we spell it T-Y-R-E. So we're essentially breaking our own... Because we were the ones that decided it was the attire to the wheel. Yeah. So we either have to change the spelling of the word attire. Yeah, that would be weird. That would be weird. Yeah, that wouldn't work. Or kind of accept that we've gone off in a different direction on that one and maybe the Americans have... Yeah, but no one's ever going to accept that. So we'll just... Well, well just, you we'll, aren't, that's for sure. No, we'll just ignore it and carry on yes. everywhere. Yeah. It's just, just one of those interesting facts that I, that I heard and I was like, that can't be right. So I did a little bit of digging and realised... No, that's but for for once, you know, on this on this side of things, they've actually got the correct history. Not only the correct history to the word, but they've stuck with it. And then unfortunately in the UK we have newspapers a bit like the Daily Mail that say, Well, we've decided that there should be a speed limit. And because of that, we're gonna start a hate campaign so that everyone <laughs> should have a seventy mile an hour speed limit. And since then cars have got faster, their brakes have got better, they've got about fifty times of state, and thanks so, so much to the Daily Mail that when I was driving at 4.30 oh, this morning... I, thought, I wondered how you were going to segue yes, into I'm, this story. myself in there. 4.30 this morning, I had to do 70, then 60, then 40 for some smart motorway roadworks, which meant <laughs> three lorries nearly just bolted into the back of me because they decided that smart motorways don't matter and they were going to do 60 miles I mean, they're hour. right. But they are right. The problem for me is I was driving on a road I wasn't familiar with and I'm thinking, if they put up a 40 sign and I don't do 40, they can flash a camera and that's me three points. Yeah, exactly, yeah. Even worse... I think speed limits at this point, I think they're being created by people that don't understand driving. So at four o'clock, oh, earlier than that, 3.30 this morning, I took my partner to an airport and she flew off. On the way there, there was... Smiling and waving as she yes, left. So happy that for the next Bye. four days, she wouldn't have to do any cooking or anything like that. And she I wouldn't would have be to left. see you. She wouldn't have exactly. to talk to you. Wouldn't have to talk to me. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> wouldn't have to deal with me going, have you seen this? But she did get some of it on the way there. I bet was, she did. <laughs> I uh, I tried to take the, the the major highways, the motorways, to get there. The major highways. Yeah, this is a little bit of my um, having lived. You're, in a few you're Australian coming out of you, yeah, yeah. And obviously, and when I was in Canada as well, it was very helpful just to say highway or freeway yeah, yeah. because you can say motorway and some of them will get it. But if you just stick with that, it's easier. And I know most English people, British people, know what a highway is as well. So, and we do have we have the highways agency. Yeah. So again, which one is it? <laughs> but at, Highway maintenance. At four o'clock this morning, uh, obviously the decision was made that all these major roads should be closed along their entries so that people are massively inconvenienced. Rightly so. Yes. <laughs> so I had to then make a cross-country journey, which was very fun at four o'clock and it's pitch black, with people coming the other way who had made a decision with their life that they would drive with one headlight bulb working. Ah, uh, and was it the... Um, what would it be called? The offside headlight as well. So it's yes. the one nearest the curb. Yes. So it looks as though it's a motorbike riding <laughs> and next to the curb. From a distance, you don't know that because they've got their high no. beams on. Of course. Blinding you yep. up until the very point where they realise... Where this... half the vehicle disappears. Yeah. And suddenly, what has happened? Have they driven into a bush? Has something happened here? But <laughs> the worst ones are the ones that think, well, I need to see where I'm going. And a head-on collision with this guy that I'm blinding is acceptable to me rather than going in a ditch myself. I'll, I'll never understand people that don't turn their full beams off. I, I'll never understand anyone that... I, I had this argument once when I was working in a garage and people were talking about you can buy certain headlight kits that are not made for certain reflector headlights. Okay. And I said, well, the problem is if you put these really high-intensity ones in, you are essentially just blinding everyone you pass. 
And the response I got was, yeah, but yeah, I can see better. Yeah, that's oh, that's their problem. I said, when they have a head-on collision with you on a national speed limit road, that's 120 mile an hour closing speed. One of our friends would argue that it isn't. <laughs> I was going to say, yeah. I was just about, he saw my face and knew that I was going to bring yeah. that up. We really had a long debate. <laughs> Sam once got stuck oh. in a Tesco car park. I was in the back of the car, yeah, of you a, couldn't of a three-door car. Yeah. And it was me and a friend, but oh, well, one of our very good friends, yeah. debating what the closing speed would be and what the impact speed would be. And I it, genuinely laid down. It went on for two hours, and it was it was <laughs> it was about one o'clock in the morning. It was one of those debates where you think I'm right. Why are we keep? Why do we keep talking? And about I this? tried. I tried to at one point. I said, "Look, Miles is correct." It, to which it, point it made, I got shouted at. Yeah, it made so no I was like, no "I'll go back to sleep then." <laughs> um, but yeah, the, and that response thing. Anyhow, I was like, "Yeah, but it, you're." You're blinding someone who's driving at you. I'll tell you the one person that I want to have really good vision. Someone driving towards me at a high rate of speed. Yeah. I want them to see very well. I also want to see well, but I am aware that if they can't see, that it's as bad for me as it is for them. But anyway, past that, I then went into this delightful area of the country that have decided that we should have a 24-hour speed camera in basically deserted areas which they would class a village it's sort of three houses and there should be an average speed camera that's 30 that comes from a 50 zone so you're doing 50 there's a speed camera hiding in a bush somewhere you drive in slam your brakes on now of course at this point you should no longer look at the road at all because you need to focus solely on a the route that you're taking and but mainly the speed that you are going and at one point, I realised I'm creeping up to 32, 33. I had to let off the throttle. And I'm just realising that it's four o'clock in the morning. I haven't looked up for a couple of seconds because I am yeah. just waiting until my speedo gets back down so I can look up. And I thought, this is insane. I don't know why anyone would have an average camera for a 30. Like you have a, you have a camera at the entrance to the village and you have a, a, a camera, camera at the, the exit. Yeah. And people will probably do 35 through the village. And at I, four o'clock in and, the morning. And they I will. get that that is against the law. Yeah. But. I can also stop quicker now than a car doing 30 20 years ago Yeah, would be able to stop and I, doing 40 or probably 50. I would strongly argue that anyone paying attention on the road will stop faster than someone doing the speed limit not paying attention. Yeah, constantly checking their speedo. Yeah, which is all I was doing because I was in an area I wasn't familiar with. So I, I'm sort of like, okay, I'm, I'll have a quick look at the right. The nav's telling me this is a bit of a windy road. Okay, I'll look ahead. Oh, am I still doing 30? No, I'm not. Right, let me hit the brakes. Right, hold on. I was doing 34 a second ago. I now need to do 26 for the next 100 yards <laughs> you have to, to average do maths. myself out. Where are you? You're not paying attention to the road. And, and I know some people will think, well, maybe you should just be a better driver. And I thought, I'm not a terrible driver. Well, it's not making you a better driver if you're slamming on your brakes no. every five seconds and in I the thought, village. Well, who is this law designed for to slow me down like this? And I realise it's for someone who's paying absolutely no attention that someone has decided this person needs to drive slower because they're at such a high chance of hitting someone. Me paying attention behind the wheel, I think, is a much lower chance. Oh yeah, than someone who is basically staring at their phone. Which brings me on to another thing, which I will come back to in just a second. But after I'd gone through this delightful range of villages that were desperately trying to catch me out, I then arrived at the airport to be charged seven pounds to set someone down outside the terminal. You can go to Heathrow, the, the biggest airport in the UK, and they do not charge you for just dropping someone off outside the terminal. Oh, you shouldn't be charged to drop someone off anyway, uh, but I have had this before, and I didn't realise you were going to Stansted this morning, otherwise I would have told you. believe it. My partner said to me, oh, I'm really tired. Uh, do you know where you're going? And I said, actually, I haven't been to Stansted for a while. Is it the left turn coming up? 
And she was like, yeah, yeah. So I just followed the road, followed the road, followed the road. They built. Well, there isn't anywhere else to drop anybody off. No, really. I, I'd had to have basically told. She'd her have to like get roll out, out the at the roundabout. Yeah, I, I, and I didn't know as I was driving. I said, "Is this a charged road?" And she went, "I don't think so." And then a huge sign said, "You know, I was going to be charged seven pounds." Now that I'm in, I'm going to get a seven pound. Yeah, you charge. go through the barrier, you're stuck. Couldn't believe. It. And then on the way back, I thought, "Oh, okay, well that's fine." So only to find that on you the didn't. motorways, you didn't. At no. no point on the way back did no. you think that's fine? No, uh, on the way back. Incandescent thought, with rage, yeah. I think would have been a better description. £7 has been stolen out of my back pocket is what I thought. <laughs> was really, really upset about that. And then on the way back, yeah, average speed cameras were coming up, popping up with smart motorway things. I thought, well, I'm paying attention. The guy next to me, who was on his phone, was doing 70. Nearly ploughed into the back of a van that was paying attention, that, yeah. that slowed down with me. And I know he should be, everyone should be paying attention. Slowing the motorway down because, and their reason was, someone has broken down on a slip road. Well, it's not really anybody's problem. No, well, it's not on the motorway. No one was broken down on the slip road. Oh, no, it's all a lie. It's traffic harming. Yeah. But, but you don't uh, need to do traffic harming at 4 a.m. 5 a.m. on a Saturday morning. Do you know what also winds me about the average speed cameras that you see? That people will do 90, yes. slam on their brakes for the speed camera. Yeah, not realising continue up to 90 even though every single one says average speed zone yeah and you're sat doing 77 because you know you're allowed yeah. to do 77 because yeah. you've got your 10% grace having to stop down to 70 every time you go to a camera yeah. then this person so you overtake this person then they come and sit up behind you sat right on your rear bumper doing yeah. 90 again yeah and you're like well i'm just going to continue to do 77 and you keep passing this person and keep catching up with them slowing down speed nap slowing down speed nap and it's just, it was just very annoying. I just wanted to get it off my chest. Exhausting would be the... the uh, it is, though. It makes a long journey longer. Even longer than it was, yeah. Yeah. And what I, what I really like about this is that all of this has been introduced. And this week... I, you probably haven't heard this, Sam, actually. This week, the government have said you will soon be able to watch TV in your oh, car. Oh, yeah, you did send it. You sent it to I me, couldn't yeah. believe this. Using your phone is going to remain illegal, which it should. But... What if you buy a certain level of self-driving car, which, to be honest, is so far away that we might as well be talking about what's going to happen in the year 3,510. Yeah, when we were flying around in spaceships. Yeah. But they, the government have said, you will be able to watch TV in your car and not pay attention to the road. And, I, and I'm not making this up. You can go on any of the big news websites and type it in. You'll find it. So they've decided the best way to sell people a car is that the government allows you not to touch your phone but watch all of the distractions that they're now mounted. I mean, the, the size of the screens that are in dashboards now. Oh, you'd be getting like 40-inch TVs in your car soon. Genuinely, you know that 70 I told you about? Yeah. The rear passengers get a 32-inch screen to watch. It folds wow. down from the roof and it's, it's over the rear. That's ridiculous. But just think you're in a car. I couldn't watch a screen in a car. If I'm going along the road, if I'm going no. on a straight flat no, motorway, would, no. I'm okay. Anything else, I'd start to feel a bit sick. Yeah. So I'm not sure who they're selling to. Well, they're selling to the showroom when you sit in the stationary car and go, wow. Yeah, and then when you that's great, but when you are, are yeah. sick in the back of it. And you think, oh, that's the TV ruined. Yeah, probably wasn't such a great purchase now anyway. But I just thought, what a ridiculous thing for the government to come out and say, oh, we want drivers to pay more attention and we want to get accident levels down. Great. Maybe we should concentrate on getting drivers to pay more attention. Well, what we're going to allow them to do is watch TV. And I understand driving is boring. And that, that drive Would you be able to use your phone in the electric? No. So you can't use your phone in the self That is going to remain a, a, a law. But you can watch telly. Because they can't differentiate 
the thing is, if you've got a built-in screen, yeah, you can say this vehicle qualifies for our, you know, you can watch TV in because it's all built in, right? But if you reduce the rule for using a phone, it would be, and I, I understand it's impossible for the police to know. Right, hold on, he's in a Hyundai that's that model. No, that he shouldn't be on his phone because that's that year. But the guy next to him should be on his phone because he's on the model year that they've made it legal for. Like it's impossible to. Yeah, police. No, that's fair. I mean, why introduce the TV thing? Though it just seems it's, utterly. It's because we're run stupid. By, I understand. So basically, what they're trying to do is they're trying to back more sales because they're desperate to attract electric vehicle manufacturers to the UK, which is really silly because it's coming at the cost. Did you see Toyota this week? Toyota have said, if you keep going in this direction, we may have to pull our plant out of the UK. Wow. This is thousands. <laughs> this is the biggest car manufacturer in the world. In the, in the world. Not the most valuable, because for some reason Tesla is, but forget Tesla. They're the most valuable, and they produce the most number of cars in the world. Volkswagen have beat them in certain markets, but we're talking about the world. It's Toyota. We should be trying to attract them to build more stuff well, here, if, not take their plant away. We, we all really, it's, it's the worst thing of it. It's like going fishing and you have caught a 50 foot long tuna that's worth <laughs> millions. Okay. And now, you, now you've got a stick with a rope attached. You're like, oh, I can just get a couple of these little fish, then I'll go home. And the tuna is starting to, it's waggling a bit and it's still alive. Yeah. yeah. And it's thinking, actually, I can probably get out of this bucket and get back into the sea. Yeah, and you're just looking at these little fish, and the bucket's shifting towards yeah. the edge of the boat. And not only that, there's some people in a boat on thing trying to pull the giant tuna towards them. Yes, thinking, yeah. Hold on, we can have those manufacturers instead. Instead of casting into the sea, this boat's cast into your bucket. Yes, <laughs> and you're just letting him. <laughs> yeah, and just going. Oh, I'm, I'm not. I might catch another one. No, no. This is the catch of your lifetime. Yeah, I but you're trying to catch the little fish, but also at the same time you've got to keep an eye on your cheese and your wine. Yes, because you won't want to lose yeah. that. So, we don't mind about the tuna. The tuna no, no. can disappear. Let let the other boat yes. <laughs> take the take the tuna. Yes. But we need to keep our part sorry, cheese and wine. Yeah. We need to keep our Meetings. party rolling. Yeah. <laughs> so basically we think oh, that's a good one. Keep our party rolling. Yes. I like that. The, this little fish we catch, we've been told by some Muppet that that thing <laughs> is gonna grow to be a gigantic It's gonna be it's gonna be a blue tree. whale. M- meanwhile, all the other fish around it that are also in this pool are saying uh, there's going to be a huge problem in about five years because we don't have enough supply, we don't have enough raw materials to make the cars we're talking about. Oh, these fish are clever, aren't they? They really are. They're talking <laughs> to you out the sea. And this tuna behind is going, excuse me, mate, I've been waiting in this bucket for you to take me home for ages. Are you yeah. gonna, Are we going to go? Yeah, because I am really willing to jump back in the sea. Yeah. I, all... I don't particularly want this this hook that's just appeared in my head yeah. that there's these blokes over there yeah. trying to they use. They keep throwing a hook at me. I keep fighting it off, but I'm not going to anywhere. Yeah. But, it's getting tiring. It's, it's just like you've bagged the number one that you could, because of course Volkswagen aren't going to come and build cars in the UK. They're going to build cars in Germany. Quite rightly, they're a German car manufacturer. The same for BMW, Mercedes. Yeah, exactly. But, you know, it'd be like if Land Rover sort of said, oh, we're going to go, I mean, they do build cars in different parts of the world, but they build the majority of them here. We build the Mini still, even though it's a BMW vehicle mm-hmm. built in Oxford. But Toyota decided, and Nissan, all those years ago, when they could have picked any European country to make their European vehicles, that, yeah, the UK, that's the most attractive offer. And they support thousands and thousands of jobs. And I'm not just talking about Toyota, I'm talking about Nissan as well, and some of the other Japanese In the less affluent areas of the country as well. Yes, exactly. You know, they, they talk about the north-south divide. 
But I mean, this is it, a huge it would be point. a it would be a north south yeah, divide it really would. at that point. Because they're, what they're trying to attract is a few tech companies that are going to set up in London and sell oh, good. five cars. Yeah. So to, to support that, get rid of thousands of... I mean, if Toyota left, seriously, it would be devastating oh, yeah, it would. to the area around. I mean, because it doesn't just support the jobs of the people that work there. It would support... Well, it supports the local community. Yeah. I mean, there's so many jobs and around And the wider that. community. So, and Toyota are not saying we we're desperately going to leave. They're just saying, look, if you keep going in this direction, we're, we're going to not... be left with no... Economical, yeah, because option, but to leave if they keep, for example, producing cars for Europe and Europe say, Well, you can keep producing petrol cars to 2035 and we ban them in 2030, they're not going to build them here, are they? No, of course not, because they'd have to build them and then immediately send like them running a moonshine business, yeah, exactly. <laughs> Why wouldn't you just go, Who, which country wants us? Yeah. To which all the European the, the countries rest of the world hand. will say, and, Yes, please. And don't forget, we're competing with parts of uh, more developing parts of Europe than the sort of Western side. Yeah. You, you know, like Dacia can sell, or Dacia can sell cars so cheaply because of where they're based and different labour rates and everything like that. Well, we're, we're fortunate that we've been able to keep Toyota here. Yeah. Not for, you know, we, we work for it and we do great, great work. But as a country, and I mean that from the government level down, but. To put that at jeopardy for the sake of a, a trying to attract a couple of people that are saying we well, might sell a car one day baffles me. It yeah, baffles exactly. me beyond belief. And it's not like Toyota aren't going to make any hybrids, electric cars. Almost every vehicle yeah. Toyota sell is a hybrid. Exactly. The only exceptions to that are the GR range. Genuinely, the only exceptions are and so it's not it's not like and the high and the commercial stuff. Oh, I saw the Corolla. I saw a new Corolla. Oh, did day. you? Yeah, and my partner would actually like one. Oh, good. Well. Yeah. Did you buy one? Yeah, she would. She'd like to. But she could afford. Toyota, it. when as you're listening, uh, she was very specific that she will only buy one if it is a GR Corolla. So you're going to have to come <laughs> and sell that in the UK, and then she can have one. <laughs> I, I just was thinking about a GR Corolla. Do you know what really fascinates me about it? Is the horsepower they've got from a three-cylinder engine means they're getting hundred horsepower per cylinder. Not too bad. I can't think of many engines that do. Uh, Mercedes AMG 45 A45 AMG. That's another one. The 415. You see a lot of those about nowadays. Have they been chucking those out at a reasonable price? Um, no, I think it's just people who are very aware that they're about to end them. Oh, okay. They'll become electric. Very I mean, some soon. Of them, they do an A35 as well, don't they? A35, yeah. I think some of them might power. have been that. But uh, I think the A35s have got some good lease deals. Oh, okay. or, or I should say did. And then they Oh, there's did. no deals anymore. There's no deals anymore. No deals to be had. No yet. one can have a deal anymore. No, no deals. Um, from that... I think I've got all the ranting stuff about prices out of me now. I, I, I just wanted to bring a few up on the podcast because it, it's, it's come up to me and I've thought, this can't be real. Like, yeah. Surely we, we're not being, you know, we're not, we're not jeopardising big companies. As I say, we're not just Toyota but Nissan as well who are trying to progress and do what they can but they're also very aware that what our manufacturers really trying to do here, if they make, you know, we, there was one particular company that cheated in its emissions testing and they decided, rather than say, we've been bad as a company, uh, that they should relaunch themselves as this evangelical, you know, we're going to save the planet. And by Volkswagen, Sam, I can see the confusion. No, no, not confusion. It's just my microphone shaking. I don't know why. Oh, it's probably my elbows on the desk. Oh, okay. Sorry about that. That's that, fine. That, <laughs> sorry, but listen. No, I wasn't ignoring you. It was just, I, was, I, was, uh, I was just looking at it wondering, am I shaking? Or is the microphone? Have I got a have I got a serious issue with my health? Yeah. Now, now that this mic, this is what this is the moment of life. It <laughs> yeah. brings it up for you. Um, but what it does is it shifts the pollution problem onto the consumer again. Yeah. 
oh, well, we sold you a diesel years ago, which has polluted your planet and your country, and you've been breathing that in for 10 years. But that's not our problem anymore because we now sell an electric car, so you should go and spend 40 grand on that. And then it's your problem where the electric comes from. So you're just shifting the blame yeah, back exactly. to the consumer. It really frustrates me. And it's like it's, it's really not noted enough how harmful it is to the environment to make these cars. At the moment. Yeah. At the moment. I'm not saying it always will no. be, but the, 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 the precious materials they are having to mine they are, and, and find for these cars is not really explained enough to people that don't know about no, it. No, the EU are doing something with this. They're doing a life cycle analysis testing, which will soon come out and give some truer pollution right okay. uh, range and, and that will be good for people consumers who are worried about this sort of stuff the problem is it's kind of like saying yeah this is the lifetime if we consider the vehicle is going to last for a hundred thousand miles in 10 years modern cars genuinely if you've bought a brand new car today that should last two hundred fifty thousand miles with maintenance and i know some people are thinking no but genuinely, it should, the only things that should be failing... Miles will always argue that. Yes. Because <laughs> that's, where, that's where he starts looking. If, if you can buy... You go on auto trade up, and it, yes. usually people go minimum mileage and then max. So someone will put a max of 70, right, yeah. 80. I don't put you, any of these parameters. You, you, I, you just go with the minimum. Minimum 200,000, lowest price. No, I just go <laughs> lowest price. and I'm not interested in what the mileage is. <laughs> or the model. But <laughs> just if a, cars. If, if a 15, what, 17-year-old Range Rover can be for sale... Right, with a petrol engine with two hundred and thirty thousand miles on it on eBay for a couple of grand, your new Nissan that you just bought or your new Honda that you just bought, as long as you do the maintenance and the, the correct stuff, the things that should wear out are suspension after every eight to ten years. Yeah, and you know the brakes, stuff like that, the, the stuff that you would expect to wear. Yeah, regular maintenance. The rest of it should last. The problem is if you cut it off and say at ten years, that's where we at the end of our analysis then you're not saying, well, what about if that car stays on the road for 15 years and 20 years? You're not giving it a fair shake. It's like saying, we're going to measure the top speed of cars in however fast you can get in a quarter of a mile. Now, Bugatti would come along and say, well, if you give us a mile, we can do like 240, but in a quarter of a mile, we can do 150. And us saying, well, the top speed's 150 then. Yeah. Like, well, it's, yeah, but it's not, <laughs> yeah. because if you let us keep going... Yeah, exactly. So I, I'm a bit worried with the life cycle analysis that it might just try and skew, uh, skew it so that it's favorable to certain types of cars and that worries me because we need a real answer not an answer yeah of course just, yeah you know last thing i want to pick up sam and i can't remember what it is now i'm looking desperately at my notes oh, he's, he's going to ask me to fill and i don't have anything ready to talk <laughs> well, about what should other... we talk about guys what what's happened to me this week <laughs> the other thing that i wanted to talk about this one was that pollution point the reason i wanted to bring it up was i saw footage this week of a tire fire happening right i thought god that's terrible there's, there's some these tires are caught fire mm -hmm. no it was a, a nation i won't name it that basically what they do is well, they give us some clues no because i don't know oh okay <laughs> <laughs> i won't name it it wasn't me it, you well, being I, kind you just didn't know no, I, I just wanted to make myself look smarter than i did <laughs> i oh, brought you back down to earth yeah, yeah, like... yanked me right back down there mate thank you <laughs> saw you sailing into the distance and thought no i'm not having that this person was stood in what i can only describe as the horizon of tires wow. as in okay. everything around them was tires a fire was started in one corner and the plan was genuinely all these tires would be set fire to and burned and then more tires would be delivered and that was the end of the tires life cycle well that's that good because rubber is good to when you burn it the black smoke yeah. the plume that was in the corner they must have been standing four miles away from, i mean or at least a couple of miles away from it wow it when you look at that and you think i was i spent genuinely spent 25 seconds of my life this week 
desperately looking on a Kit Kat wrapper to see whether it was recyclable or not, yeah. to do my bit for the planet. <laughs> yeah. And then you look at it and you think, they're burning tons. This Whoever was doing this is just burning thousands of tons of rubber. Black smoke is just pouring into our environment and then it's being swooshed around with some wind and we're breathing it in. Do you not recycle old tyres? Are they I, not, I, are I they was re- always where you could. I thought you could. It's rubber. It comes from a plant. So Yeah. Surely you could just... I mean, it's rubber, it be... metal cords, different oils. But then, I mean, well, it's probably got some petroleum. I mean, surely there's a better... I mean, we don't, we don't all just burn it, surely. <laughs> yeah, no. I, there, there, there's got to be an answer. If there isn't, if, if the answer for tyres at the moment... If that's the big secret, that all of our tyres are just being sent to this be, one country where they're being burned... Then, then genuinely, don't, let's not worry about engines for a minute. Yeah. Let's worry about tyres. Let's, let's work out a better system. Can you imagine the amount of tyres that are on vehicles? It's four, imagine, t- imagine, at least four tyres to every vehicle yeah. in the world. And then you imagine things like Formula One. Where they're just cool. burning through sets of tyres. Yeah. But, but see, Formula One probably do go to the effort to, uh, to actually recycle it. Well, they think they do. Well, yeah, they, they give them to this company and Jeff it ends up on this up fire. says, oh, yeah, I'm the recycling man. Just give us your tyres. I'll sort them out. And then a week later, someone's videoing. Like, yeah, there's a quality, first qualifying session of tyres yeah. up Imagine in smoke. Practice sessions where they're just using yeah. sets and sets and just rubbering in some tyres. We should be careful with Formula One because they, they are a bit gung-ho with, with chasing people that, that say things about oh yeah them. we're not suggesting we're not they suggesting do. For we're, we're suggesting that potentially if, 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 if it could be we're happening. saying if this is some sort of big global conspiracy where everyone thinks they're recycling their tires but they yeah. end up on this fire but it's like you told me about recycling and you said well in where you live it's all just chucked into one big bin it is and then it's in air quotes sorted out yeah the recycling plant i mean it may well be sorted out I i've met people and i've um, been very friendly with people to sort of indirectly the people that work at different refuse centres. Right. They weren't the sort of people when I talked to them about sorting stuff out yeah. that had ever really heard of that description of right, what they okay. do. It was more, <laughs> well, there's a crate, you fill that up, then you get the next crate in because a lorry picks that one up and, and you just think, well, where does it go? And the, the answer genuinely was... In a hole. It's not, it's not my job to know where it goes, it's my job to fill mm. it. So, yeah, so you wonder, didn't you? Do you spend all this time sorting stuff out in your home. You've been all this time staring at the back of a packet of You a do, Kit especially. Kat. I mean, I'm sometimes a bit more, bit more liberal with my, this can be recycled and put it in the recycling. Yeah, yeah. I just, I Which find it... I, I probably shouldn't be. I mean, there will be a few things I've put in the recycling that aren't recyclable. Because, but only because it's yeah, yeah. cardboard that's got some sort of lining on the inside. Oh, do you know it's what? It's not, it's not like I'm just picking up, I don't know, empty food. <laughs> well, sorry, empty food? Like, throw away food and putting that in the recycling bin. So it was all recyclable stuff. I found out only two weeks ago, as I got a particular well-known in the UK chicken shop uh, delivery. Was it rhyme with? Uh, Hando. Oh, I'm not sure that was the best description no. to go with there. Oh, you know the racing driver Norris? Yeah. You know his first name? Do you, know, you don't want to revisit Hando's? No. no. <laughs> Which has written on the side of the packaging... Uh, net carbon neutral. I thought yeah. oh, that's great. And I had just done what I always do with it. I put the boxes in the uh, cardboard, uh, not the cardboard, but in the, the paper bag. In the paper bag, fold it up when I was obviously emptied it onto a plate, and then throw it in the recycling. Because yeah. that's the easy, to me, I thought, oh, that's great. They give you this, and you can literally just put it all in one bag. And I, I don't have to think, oh, is that recycled? No, no. I can just chuck it in there. Yeah. And I'm not trying to, it's not like I'm some great recycler it's just if something is well, no, but we easy, all try and do our bit yeah like, you've got a recycling bin i've got a recycling bin we'll all we always try and recycle because no one wants to empty the black bin no exactly <laughs> so the so more you recycle the, the recycling up first 
only to find out, and I don't know what it was, I think a box fell over. And I realised on the bottom of it, it says, this is not recyclable. So what can you recycle? Just the bag? Nothing. Not even the bag. Seriously, I'm well, not the joking. Past, the, the I am paper not, bag Sam, you get a handos in. I, at that point... <laughs> <laughs> I've just realised how bad that sounded. <laughs> at that point, I thought, have I just been putting all this non-recyclable stuff in? I mean, you know, I'm not getting on to recycling as a big deal. No, no, no. To me, it was just one of those places where I knew I didn't have to think about it. The food gets delivered, put it on my plate, and I can just throw all this wrapping into the, into the recycling. Yeah. I don't have to think about it. And I realised, not even the bag that had printed all over it how carbon neutral this, country, this uh, company was. Yeah, that's shocking. I mean, I, I know I, some stuff's got a line in my it, mind. but I thought that, you know, they, they obviously sort through stuff at the centre anyway. So. Yeah. I mean, if a car manufacturer said, good news, uh, we're carbon neutral, none of our car is recyclable, people, the Daily Mail would have four months worth of headlines for that. Oh, yeah. Along with all to the other tabloids. With. Yeah, <laughs> they would. All the big tabloids would just have, oh, this, this one car company is destroying the planet, blah, blah, blah. And you think, hold on. Large industry has forevermore been polluting our planet. Yeah. And they sell stuff to us, and they're not responsible for any of the things that come out of it. And if you're a car enthusiast, which is what I'm getting at here, is you kind of think, oh, can I really enjoy this hobby? Because I do understand this stuff coming out of the exhaust. It's not great for our air, blah, 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 blah. And then you read into it, and you read into it a bit more, and you try and be as equal-minded because you know you're biased coming into this. Yeah. Because you want to find an answer that says, no, what you do is fine. Then but when it, there's tens of thousands of tons of rubbish being rubbish unnecessarily and, and landfilled. And carbon. And, and you think, what was my carbon emissions last year? And you do one of these calculators, and this is all oh, you were very bad because you took one flight and you went on a <laughs> long drive once. You're a terrible human. And you think, well, I imagine I'll be, um, I'll be strung up, hung, drawn and quartered when I come back from Mexico at the end of November. Oh, yeah, <laughs> on a triple seven. Yeah. Like, <laughs> the only way it could be worse. Your total you... 20 hours there and back yes. flying time. Oh, God, if I go to Australia next year. Well, exactly. Yeah. That's me finished for the next five years. I'll have to, you won't I'll be able to do anything. Everywhere. Yeah. But it's, it's awful that, that I remember that I found this out that BP did that, that, that they started the carbon. I don't know if you remember, we were at school. It was about 20 years ago. And BP launched it. And you could go on the website of BP right, and yeah, find yeah. out your household's carbon footprint. And I went yeah. home to, I think I told my grandparents, and I said, Oh, I, I know what your carbon footprint is, blah, blah. And my granddad made some smart comment about how in the 70s he was told everything is about to end, the world is about to end, all of the fuel is about to run out, and you must switch to this, that, and the other, and, you know, carbon footprints. And he was like, It's all nonsense. You know, there's one big an oil company has just told you how bad you are yeah. for the environment. Yeah. And now you're trying to pass the and buck I remember on. at the time, not re- I was thinking, oh, no, he's not right. No, no, this is, this is the best way to think of it. And I look at it now and I think, yeah, if, I, if you cut down and you buy your electric car and you put solar panels on your roof and all that sort of stuff, you've made this, if we all did it, the whole world did it, we would make about a 30% change. Yeah. Because the other 70% is coming from big industry. Yeah, which you're never going to go down that road. Seven billion people changing the way they live. I think that might be a giant ask. Especially, yeah. I was looking in, uh, there was a particular country, and I do know which one it is, but I don't want to... Give us some clues then. Uh, it's a country that you would get a takeaway from. Okay. Uh, they're very famous for doing takeaways where you could get, say... Uh, I think I can have a guess already. A, uh, a fried... I'm between, I'm between two. Oh, fried. Yes. Fried rice. 
that doesn't really help, okay. does it? Yeah. No, it does, yeah. I'm okay. sorted. I know which one it is now. Um, Would you do. also get some, maybe, some sort of sweet and sour, poultry, circular-shaped yes, things that we have been deep-fried? We would, yeah. yeah. And that's quite a well-known thing that you'd get from this. And not to away. give it away, they do a lovely wonton. You could get a yeah, wonton. Yeah, like some, they do lovely salt and pepper chicken and just salt and pepper squid. Yes. And do you know what's odd is they always sell like an omelette yeah. and chips. And people. duck. Yes. <laughs> but it's always for people that don't really want their food. But we're not, we're not going to make it too obvious. No, we're not going to make it too obvious. But my partner... I like the fortune cookies. That's always good. That's a, that's a good bonus to it. <laughs> my partner quite likes, uh, I think it's like a Szechuan style of something. Yes. Kung Pao. Yeah, yeah, but anyway, not naming the country. There was one that, that, had, that was going into what is essentially an oil drain in one of these cities, picking out the putrid oil to refry in her fryers because that's cheaper than buying new oil. Yeah, I was just pause while I throw up. Yeah, so although that she was recycling, every yeah. every one of her customers was probably quite sick because you'd have oh, to dead. <laughs> you'd have to to get all the gutter of disease out of it. Yeah, you'd have to refry it about six or seven times. Things. So I'm guessing she out. wasn't doing that. By the attitude she had to the person who was filming her, which was mildly aggressive. Right. If you are in a wrestling ring, okay. Probably in the street, what would be considered harassment in this country or assault. <laughs> I would assume that she probably was doing this not on the up and up. Wow. So there are things happening in this world, and you think. This, by the way, this wasn't in our country as a takeaway. No, no, was it? it was. It was in the. Uh, the it was uh, in the, the the origin of the the takeaway yeah. place. Okay, that's all right. Yeah, because yeah. obviously people who who run these. Uh, well, so, I mean, it's not all right, but I mean, no. I'm not in any con- immediate <laughs> no. danger. But, 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 what I mean. but the people who run these establishments in the UK are British. They they obviously yes. have their their roots. Uh, yeah. From from but then so do I. You know, I, part of my family was originally from a different European nation. Turkey. No. <laughs> No. no, Miles is Turkish. Just in case anybody wanted no, to get no, that. I'm, I'm absolutely well. I'm not, and uh, but I have had some very good Turkish friends. So I, I don't want to offend Turkish people, but um, my grandfather's Greek Cypriot. Oh, it's, it's it's nice watching you struggle. Yeah, it's, it's funny because I had a without swearing. <laughs> I, had a very, I had a very good friend at one of my jobs, and I and I only found out about two years into it that he was Turkish Cypriot, and I was like, we're not supposed to like each other. And he's like. Oh, that's a shame. You're still coming to the gym later or not? <laughs> like, <laughs> yeah. Yeah, yeah, I am. Yeah, just, well, yeah. <laughs> but just so you know. <laughs> um, anyway, that's, that's a completely... Self- <laughs> what, what point was I making, Sam? I, I, just... I really don't know where we were. No, I think it was about pollution and all that sort of stuff. But the, the Yes, point, it was, yeah. The well, point yeah. at the end of it was... Oh, it was the tyres, wasn't it? Yeah, it just that, that caught me because I thought... I was genuinely sat there thinking, do I really spend the next sort of year of my life saving and try and get myself into a GR86, which is a car I really would like to buy? Yep. So for the deposit, so that I could then go and finance the thing. And I sort of spoke to my partner about it. She's like, you know, great. You know, we, we wouldn't pr- probably never sell it. Yeah. Because yeah. we're not going to. And then I said, but in 10 years, will it be socially acceptable to drive around in a six speed manual, petrol powered, only petrol powered, not even hybrid vehicle? And uh, she was a bit like, she's, uh, she can be quite direct sometimes because of. Sometimes or all the time? Oh, no, so she's not originally from the UK. She's a UK citizen, though. Lovely person, though. Oh, yeah, I want to make it yeah. clear that I don't not like her. She flew <laughs> off to uh, her birth nation this morning. She did for four days, just to get check. away from you. That's how far she'll go, just to not cook for you she over flew the weekend. Very, very close to a nation that's currently uh, invading another country 
just to get away from me. Yeah. It was Latvia, just in case any of you were wondering. Yeah, I don't know why I'd be so suspicious about it. No, no I, I thought, is there a way I could explain this without saying it? But I thought, actually, there's loads of countries that could be. Yeah, so yeah, she flew to Latvia. There's morning, not many um, like standout things about Latvia that everybody would know. It's not like when we were talking about the famous takeaway that we haven't named. No, I'm sure, I think actually. I know you've done well there to be quite um, incognito about the takeaway. I don't think anyone's worked it out yet. I, I can't imagine. Is it a fish and chips? No. Well, this is the thing. So a good friend of ours at school. Yeah. Who, um, oh, yeah, he, okay. uh, he had his parents used to run they one did. of these establishments. They'd actually stopped running it because they'd made enough money from it and yeah. didn't want to do it anymore. And uh, they were cracking, they did some really good uh style yeah. food of this uh, because I think, well, his both his parents were had emigrated here, yes, so he, they were apps. I mean, he wasn't as good at cooking the, anything, uh, the, <laughs> no, but they if, they if they offered you a meal, you sat down. Yes, <laughs> you did. You didn't need to answer. You just sat there and said, "I can't." Oh, kung pao chicken. That'd be another one that. Kung pao chicken. Yeah. Well, I think that's what uh, my partner really likes. Kung pao chicken. Okay. Yeah. Uh, did you say that? Is that why that's in my brain? Yeah. yeah oh, I think okay. so. And they do. Oh, the shredded chicken. Yes. Black bean sauce is quite nice. Yes. Yeah. Do you know what I found odd is they always do a curry sauce. Yes, but so, the curry sauce is usually quite nice. Is that because it's As a is the, curry um, sauce that they would consider? Yeah, it? I think so. Because I know a lot of the dishes that we have in the UK and in the US and in yeah. Europe that um, people who open these particular type of restaurants run, some of it isn't actually recognisable to the no exactly the, the nation yeah. that is sometimes named in the... What's the sauce that I get? It's the sort of um, peanutty one. Yes, it is. What's it called? I can't think what it's called. Because oh. I'll usually get that instead to dip my... Because I won't use the sweet and sour this sauce. This is a car the... podcast for everyone. <laughs> uh, what is it called? I can't think. So people are going to be shouting it at their speakers. I'll, I'll give you a minute to think about it because I just want to pick up a couple of times. I've been listening back to a few of our podcasts as only I do because sounds absolutely refuses to listen to us. Not he's, listened to one. No, he's a bit like the sort of James May years ago. Satay, satay, satay. Because you can get satay, satay chicken. chicken got, yeah. yeah. Um, at this, this unnamed, non, yes, this unnamed, nondescript takeaway. <laughs> um, I, I had listened back to a few and I realised that there's a few times that both of us do. We what we mean to say is 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 wrong. So I think I said uh, XJR when I was talking about a car that was actually an XJS. So oh, okay. you said W12 engine for a Bugatti, obviously W16. Oh yeah, so it is. So <laughs> it's, it's just one of those things that I, I realise listeners may think, why has he said that? Because they know, and we and it's just we haven't got a clue what we're talking about. <laughs> it's just sometimes when you're podcasting and you've got the microphone in front of you and you trying to think of something else and you say something and you realise, oh god, people must think. What are these two guys doing? But we, we, we generally we say the right thing. It's just yeah, a, yeah. I just realised a few times. I thought people must think, why is he? Why has he said that? And then he said the complete opposite in the next sentence. And it's because you're thinking about three sentences on from there. Yeah. What to say? Otherwise, you just end up with a load of dead air time that you have to sort of edit out. One of us does. I said. Well, so I said you. Ah, I didn't say we. Oh, right, okay, good. I'm not trying to claim anything. Well, you've said you're going to do a couple of podcasts when I'm away. Oh, yeah, I really regret And I said it on the podcast. I know, yeah. So <laughs> I'm going to have to learn you. to edit. Especially with all this new... I mean, you can sit... Well, you can just about see what we've got running up on here, and it's more complex than what we had before. Well, hopefully it will fall within something that I can talk whilst doing, because we're going to be... I don't know if it will come before or after this podcast, but we're doing... A special sort of thing this afternoon, aren't we? We are. We're gonna. Well, we can. We can. Oh, actually, no. We can't say it on this one because this podcast will come out after. That's what I'm just saying. Yeah. I didn't it. So, hope you enjoyed the special podcast. Yeah. That's... Uh, that we can't talk about in case it goes wrong. Uh, and if it didn't come out, 
then don't yeah, worry about it. Yeah, we'll come out at some yeah, point soon. <laughs> it's the sort of thing that once I think at some point we will look um, either for sponsorship for the podcast or we'll look for Patreon support just to help us out. Yeah. It's the sort of thing that if people did join Patreon, that we would give us an additional podcast for people that were, were paying. Yeah, so I think yeah, because we want for to a keep... while you'd you'd keep this. Well, we want to free keep... to air to, but we'd we'd start up a Patreon for for like an additional for diff- additional stuff. Yeah, yeah. So we just to make it very clear, if and when we do that, because you're not we're not sure what direction we'll take. Well, it. This is not in any immediate near future, no. so don't worry. You still well, also, <laughs> if enough sponsors come on board, then we might not need to. But, yeah. but there's there's been a, a few sort of contacts you've had where people sort of said, look, you know, do you do this, do you do that? Because some people just do want it to It seems to be the way, doesn't it? I mean, it's the the main conversation about that came about because I you have a, quite you vocal have a podcast, about something I listen to that is yeah. on Patreon and I pay £5 a month for it and I don't mind it at all. No. Because you're I've seen, other, I've seen other people, it, yeah. some people do it for £2.50. Yeah. There's a football one that's a £2.50 one that... Yeah. I sort of listen so to So what I'd say is don't worry, we would never take away this this podcast will always exist. Yeah, there'll always if, be there'll always be if that. If we yeah. do uh do have something like that, there'll it will be an in addition to. And we're sort of doing what that would be a bit later. Yeah. Um but and and it will just come out free on this podcast, so don't worry. You are not missing yeah, so it. Ho- I hope you enjoyed it. <laughs> but the, the last thing we'll do on this one, just to bring it back to cars, Sam. Yeah. I want to read to you, because I was having to do this this week for some uh from words that I was doing for a different article outside of the miles driven. I was having to look at Peugeot. I think I mentioned this at the start of the podcast. Yes, you did. And I was having to look at some standard equipment that they did, and it's why I said I'm so happy Dacia exists, because Dacia uh, come out this week and they said, oh, we're going to sell a seven-seat vehicle. It's 15 grand. And you think, hold on, seven-seat vehicles? How much is the Ford Galaxy? Yeah, oh, the, Ford, <laughs> the Ford Galaxy were really... <laughs> And you're really just, upset about that. You realise that, that they're a manufacturer that they've, they've been quite vocal in saying there's no way we could sell vehicles as cheaply as we do if we're forced to go down an electri- electrified route. Mm-hmm. At the moment, they are actually one of the few manufacturers that, and I feel quite passionate about this, there's, there's a lot of people in the UK and across Europe and the world that don't have the biggest budgets because things are tight, wages are not growing at the rate of inflation and everything else. So if you want a new vehicle, the, the the ones you can actually afford are, are shrinking. Yeah. And Dacia is sort of coming out and saying, instead of us just tr- and trying to chase an ever higher mark to see how much we can get away with charging, we're going to keep going with these headline figures of, no, we sell cheap cars. Yeah, which is good. And I like that. it shouldn't all be about profiteering. But I had a quick look, because I wanted to know, well, what's the standard equipment you get with this Persian? Some of the stuff was quite interesting. But some of the stuff was, it was as if they had woken up and thought, right, I need to write a hundred words. <laughs> what can I write? What's the minimum I can get away For with? For example, standard chrome handbrake button. Interesting. On the end of the handbrake lever. Right, okay. Not even... They're really trying to fill out the words. Yeah. <laughs> Leather-wrapped handbrake handle. Two separate things. That was two things? That was two... I mean, that that, was two... that's what I would describe as... A handbrake. That was, yeah, but it's described in two features I don't here. think I've ever seen a different sort of handbrake. Oh, you can get a plastic one, can't you? Your van had a plastic one. It did, yeah. So yeah, there you go. Was, and did it yeah. have a chrome button at the end of it, or did it have a plastic black that one? That actually had a plastic black one, actually. Well, so, yeah, you're right. So there you go. We're off, we're off to a roaring start already. I'm going to give you a couple of other features of this car, Sam. For Persia with all their premium equipment. <laughs> Front. Right. And rear. Brakes. Wheels. You were right the first time. Front and rear disc brakes. I just want to tell you, listeners, he can't see the list I'm looking at. Yeah. So that was a, that was okay, a very I can, good guess. I can, I can understand the, the rear disc brakes because obviously some have drums. Gear shift indicator. 
manual What's only. That? You know when you get an arrow to tell you to shift. Oh, okay. Or an arrow to tell you to shift right. down. Uh, ice fix child things. That's fair enough. Um, and then there was some other stuff that is uh, optional. Uh, puncture kit, a legal requirement for them to sell it. <laughs> You've you got to have something. But well, 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 you have it. <laughs> well, that's good. Just in, just in case you were wondering. <laughs> Front three point retractable seat belts with force limiters. So seat belts. So seat belts. <laughs> so seat belts as you would get in a vehicle. You yeah. know, like you know, like if you bought a car. And yeah. uh, we, we, we mentioned about how Volvo had been had pioneered this and decided not to charge anyone. Well, Peugeot want you to know they do include them in their cars well, for free. Which is not an optional extra. It may be a legal requirement. But it's they like do. when you've got a really bad job and they're listing all the perks for the job. Oh, my goodness. And it's stuff mate. like bank holidays. Yes. <laughs> a salary. <laughs> a salary. Start and finish times. Yes. The worst ones are the ones that say, uh, you have, I don't know, what is it, like 25 days holiday. Yeah, but that actually but includes the bank holidays. Including bank holidays. You've actually got 17 <laughs> That's days. That's a rough deal. I know some people are listening to us around the world and thinking, can you get that many holidays? Well, in the UK... Well, I I get 42 days holiday 40, a year, is that include, including bank holidays. Right. That's 42 still 30, days still off. still 33 days holiday So a year. you get just over eight weeks a year. No, that's wrong. Because I get 25 days plus nine extra days. So I get... 34. 34 plus bank holidays. And there's eight bank holidays this year because we've got a double because yes. of the Queen's. Uh, no, nine this year. There's eight nine? normally, I think. So yeah, 32 days holiday a year. It does work out, yeah. 42. 42. Yeah. yeah. There's some people listening who are thinking, I get zero as standard. And there's this idiot showing off. Yeah. <laughs> but yeah, in the UK, I think, I think the standard is 20 days plus bank holidays. Yeah. And the a, ge- a generous company will give you 25. 25. In, my, in, a, in my previous job, I had 25 plus bank holidays. Yeah. The one I do now... 27 or 28 that's what they do yeah. more um but yeah it's just and I, I know some people really say, i'm sorry if, if uh you get a lot less than that it's just it was just a point i wanted to make that some jobs over here it's basically that's just what you would get yeah exactly yeah it's like it's, saying, it's, yeah it's like saying break. holiday yeah <laughs> and you're like yeah that's a start time a finish time like i said yeah when when i was doing a driving job i remember they were really trying to stretch it out and it was a fully paid vehicle it's like well I don't really know what you mean. I'm going to have to be driving this van as part of this delivery job. Yeah. <laughs> right. Basically saying you haven't got to pay for the fuel. Yeah. So what? <laughs> you're going to provide the van? I'm not surprised by this. It's your van. I, because I don't have a delivery van that no. is capable of taking uh, people shopping. You know, uniform. One set. Free. Well, you could buy additional sets. Yeah. It's exactly like optional that. extras. Oh, God, if I really like it and I want to buy a few others. A <laughs> um, couple of other things. Oh, God. Which one do I go for next, Sam? Airbags. Again, a legal requirement, I believe. Uh, I, don't, I, don't, I think to pass the, the sort of NCAP safety things, you need, to, um, you need to have something like that. But what I like is that they're very specific. <laughs> One trampoline <laughs> at the front so you bounce back to your seat. Front passenger airbags. This was and. So oh, airbags okay. and front passenger airbags. Well, where were the other airbags? Well, they're not in the back, I can tell you that. <laughs> Anti-lock brakes. Okay. Standard. It has been for 40 years, but yeah, we'll, we'll tell you about them. They're going to include the engine on this in a minute. Do you know what? It doesn't actually... Maybe the engine Wheels. Uh, electronic stability control. Excellent. If it mentions it, it's got lights, oh, I'm leaving the podcast. Do you know what, Sam? I think you might actually have to get up because... I'm just go to I your... can make the noises <laughs> if you want to get up and leave. I'm just thinking, I'm pretty sure... I'm only on the first page oh, of, of, of this. Uh, I'm pretty sure that on the next one... Oh, sorry. I've missed out some really important things here. 12-volt socket, (laughs) 6-speaker radio. 
Wow. So oh. Really, really pushing the boundaries of sound. <laughs> it's just the thing is, these are things that if I turned Six up... Six speakers, which will be one in each of the doors. So and one four. in each rear door. Yes, that's oh, sorry, you've got four. And then the two tweeters that are on the yeah the A pillar. Yeah. So just standard. Yeah. Most cars have more. <laughs> rear. Seats. <laughs> rear reversing lights. Another requirement to a car. You found them, I see, without them, so yes. <laughs> but, they, you know, you need to pass them for the first three years. So I suppose they could say, look, sir, after three years, you do need to come and have these fitted. <laughs> Gear lever. That's it. End, I End mean, of sentence. <laughs> uh, dashboard. Front, End of sentence. <laughs> dashboard, front and rear door panel finishes. So it's not just an unfinished car. So it's not just a door without a door. <laughs> Sorry. It's not just a vehicle with metal surrounding it. It sound like if they didn't offer you this, then you just get half a car. I'm, I'm sorry, Persia, if you're listening, because I know there's probably other manufacturers to this, but when I went onto your website, I thought, they can't be serious. They can't seriously be listening to this, but I've got more for you, Sam. Oh, good. Because you said lights. Well, in the specification, e- eco, okay, LED, lights. I don't know what makes them eco. I don't know if they just don't turn on. Yeah, they don't work. Oh, they're brilliant, so the bulb will last forever because it doesn't switch on. Like that old <laughs> Renault I had. Oh, just quickly off that. This, I saw, um, I can't remember what I was watching. It was a video on something. And someone said, genius hack for VW. Extra storage space. All right. So you can turn the, the, the lights. This was advertised as extra storage space. You can right. turn the lights yeah. to fog lights and the, the whole assembly pulls out so okay. you can access the the wires and stuff if you need to change it. Oh, right. That's how you access it. You turn it to a certain point. It and might not it be will, the fog lights. Then it will release. The whole assembly releases. Okay. Someone was advertising that as extra storage. I was like, no, to... that's just the housing for the lights. We you see what? Put stuff behind it. Pull yeah. it out. And... Where all the electrical cables are. So if you need to keep a lighter. Yeah, or some paper. Yeah. Put it there. You know, cotton wool, cardboard, fire lighters. <laughs> Fire. <laughs> this goes up. Do you know what, Sam? I, I, I'm, I'm worried to get in your car with the stuff you list putting in a car. Oh, it's as it's essentials. Matches, fire lighters, briquettes. It's <laughs> a good barbecue food. In January. <laughs> Leather steering wheel. Good, because you can get plastic ones. Seating. <laughs> Hold on. With a dash. Driver and front passenger comfort seats. What makes them comfort seats? That they're seats. <laughs> they are, they fill the function of they're doing not, a they're seat. They're not church pews. No, no, they have fitted a full seat. But but what's interesting is it does just say driver and front passenger comfort seats. So the rear seats. people do just sit on a bale of hay in the back. Yeah, I can imagine that's what you get and you can upgrade it if you want. <laughs> this car was, I think, £17,000. What was it? It's a Peugeot 208. Oh, okay. Um, USB socket. So that's a good one. Yeah. Most uh, cars have those nowadays. But you, right. get, you get one. Uh, <laughs> manual rear view mirror wow <laughs> one reflective surface manual parking brake brilliant they've already advertised the handbrake prepare yourself <laughs> they've advertised the handbrake twice oh yeah but in different ways yes we have a handbrake and this is what it's made of uh, low centre console oh good as opposed to high. the optional high center, which covers the entire windscreen. <laughs> yeah. So your options are you can it's see It's like it. a head-up display, but uh, not a head-up display. Yeah. As standard, with your new vehicle, you can see out of the windscreen. <laughs> we don't charge for this. This just comes as standard. They'll be listing passenger windows next. Uh, I actually think they do list... 
Well, well no, no. Uh, no this, is, this is a big step up. One touch electric rear windows with pinch protection. Oh, very good. So there you go. I thought they were going to advertise it as exercise using window mechanism for wind down windows. Do you know what, Sam? I'm wrong. Do you want to give a guess? I, that's the basic specification. It's, it's a regular occurrence on this podcast. This, uh, the cheapest You might as well call it the Miles Wrong Podcast. The, the, the Sam Guesses Wrong <laughs> Podcast. Do you want to have a guess how much that vehicle is? With those, with the specification. £21,000. No, no, no. It's a cheap, small £18,000. You're not, not far off. It's £18,500. Uh, oh, God, I can't believe this. Okay, so it has two prices. £62,000. <laughs> One of them is £18,085. £4,000. <laughs> but then the on-the-road price, so I don't know why they give... Cause, okay. Well, because you can you can have your car... But not on the on road. On the roof. Yeah, <laughs> the, of the showroom. You can have if it you anywhere, want it on the road. Sir. As long as it's not on the road. If you want it on the road, you need to pay an extra £995. Yes, because you can look at your car for grand. If you want to drive it, we need some more money. So for £19,000, you can have a vehicle with windows, a dashboard, seats. seats. And lights. Oh, and it had both leather. Well, um, I don't know if it's real leather, but they had leather on the steering wheel. Yeah. And on the gear, on the gear and the handbrake. Yeah. Actually, good. sorry, they didn't specify on the gear. They just no, said you get just a gear lever. <laughs> so it might just be it's a bare good. lever. You haven't got to reach down into the gear. That might be made out. Select a cog. That, that could well be made <laughs> out of nettles for all we know. <laughs> uh, would you like to guess how much the electric version of that vehicle is, Sam? Why not? Go on. £38,000. <laughs> For a small city car. 29 grand. Not bad at all. £31,000. Oh, oh, sorry, £30,000 if you want it in basic trim, which if you get it in basic trim... And you, you don't have, get half the stuff on that list. <laughs> you get an additional storage compartment. Is that the boot? No. <laughs> It's is it um do you have to twist the lights to a certain yeah, setting? There you go, you go, you got it. I think instead of a gear lever, they just put a, like a gap. Brilliant. And they into the, that into the, the bottom of the car. Yeah, so you could just sort of reach down to your batteries, I suppose. But you could put other things in there. Well, that's good, because what you'd like to do is lean on your batteries as you're driving. But it goes up to this is for a Peugeot two oh eight, thirty five thousand pounds if you want an electric one. Oh, I'll go and buy an I thirty N instead. I mean this is the thing, isn't it? It's I I'm not sure these car companies are sort of the prices don't really correlate to what they're what they're 30, selling. 40, they? So the average salary in the UK, if you average out the whole of the UK, is thirty something. I think, I think it's it? twenty eight and a half, okay. twenty nine. That's the average. If you took from you know the, the yeah the people earning the, the, the people bank, who bankers in London who are earning millions part time, so yeah, school dinner ladies. Yeah, I'm not, not putting any jobs down. No, I'm just no, trying to think just, of just trying to think what, what is traditionally that. probably a lower paid job. Yeah, or. I don't know. It doesn't doesn't cover volunteer work, but you know, yeah, yeah. Anything that's paid, mm -hmm. that's the average. Okay, so that person who's on average wage, if they would like to buy a Peugeot two hundred eight because they want, a they'll car, have to do nothing for the whole year. They'll have to walk into the dealership and say, "Could they'll I have buy... to walk to work for a start for the year? Well, save up all of their wage." Even worse, on the if they wanted to get it on finance, they have to go to the bank and say, "Could I borrow more money than I earn in a year to finance a car?" And yeah. the ba bank might think. Oh, well, and as the door hits them yeah. on their way out. And, and then, well, you might think, oh, well, if it's a really expensive car and it's got a really good residual value, maybe, maybe, maybe. Yeah, they must be looking to get some sort of Bentley or yeah. you know, like a Range Rover. What is or... it? Oh, it's a, oh, it's a Peugeot. A 208 city car. I just need to get to work and back. Yeah. Oh, can you not 
Can you not get one cheaper than that? Uh, no, I can't. No, I've been told I have to buy an electric car by the government. Can you? I mean, this is the. It's the law now. They're rounding people up if yeah. they drive petrol cars yeah. and shooting them. <laughs> it, you know what? If we keep with the um, with the people we've got now, and we we don't do politics on this because I know it frustrates. But we can all have a laugh. And we're at a how, how bad area our, our country is. But some <laughs> things are, that have politics in are the decisions that they make, and sometimes you just think, with us, what with cars. Yeah. Have you have you looked at a car? Have you seen a road? You know, you think, that's a that's a really bizarre. Maybe you shouldn't be in power if that's what yes. you think. And then you realise that you know they've never bought a car. Yeah, so exactly. It doesn't really matter to them how much it is. And it's just just for me, I I say I used to sell a lot of used vehicles, and obviously then I went and sold new. But a Peugeot two oh seven, I think, was the used stuff I used to yeah. sell. If that was more than six or seven thousand pounds. Something was wrong. <laughs> yeah, I mean, at three years old, to to have a new one at thirty thousand. Yeah, that's mad. And it's bearing in mind ridiculous. that will depreciate really heavily because it's an electric car. And unfortunately, I'm not saying that they all depreciate really heavily. Tesla is an exception to that. Yeah, because a lot of people like Teslas and they'll just buy one, even if only even if the battery's not there or whatever else. They'll still, <laughs> they just, just a want shell. a Tesla. Yeah. <laughs> um, but in general, at the moment, they are depreciating because they're a new tech. They're a new thing. So. Anyway, Sam, I think that's our podcast. Is there anything? Um, is there anything else you want to pick up? I was, just uh, gonna... I was going to talk about the thing at school, but I'll think I'll save that as a uh, like a Sam's news at the beginning of the next podcast. Okay, have I run out of things? Cause only because on we've run for an hour and forty minutes. I think hour uh, and a half. Hour and thirty-three. Yeah. So if you want to break the record, or you can break the record another time, I suppose. Yeah. Um, but yeah. Oh, the only other thing I want to mention is. Manufacturers playing hide and seek with their prices. It is oh, unbelievable. Here comes the record for the longest podcast. <laughs> I, I was trying to find this week, quite innocently, I just wanted to know how much is the price of a Mitsubishi Outlander. Right. So I did what you would think. So if I wanted to find out the price of a pair of shoes, you Google would, it. Yeah, I'd go to the people who make just the go shoes. To the website, yeah. And sort of say, oh, that's the price. Okay. Or if I buy a pair of jeans, you know, go onto the jean. Do you want to buy a house? Go on to the yeah. People don't play hide and seek with this. It's not like, <laughs> oh well, have a look at it, and then we can let get you to download a few things. And if you're really interested, then after that, there's a secret passcode that you have to put yeah, in. It's like you can come for a viewing of the house. We'll get yeah. you start with all the solicitor work. So yeah. get, you can put an offer in. Yeah. And then we'll tell you a that actually offer. this house is a million pounds and yes. you've offered 120. And when you're walking around thinking, God, this is really nice. Like, yeah, I'm not surprised because it's way out of your budget. Yeah. Um, <laughs> Why am I here? Well, we don't tell you the prices. After 15 minutes, I can tell you I do not know the price wow. of a Mitsubishi Outlander. I was just trying to, I was trying to use it in a comparison test, and I was like, right, okay. how much is it? How much is it? They do two. They do a, well, they still claim to do one that's non-electric or hybrid, and one that isn't. I thought, I wonder what's the price difference. Well, you can download as many things off their website as you like. <laughs> you, can, you can click on every single bit of it, and all you will get is how great this vehicle is. But you will not know. So if your budget is unlimited, I would yeah, suggest you're fine. go to a, if you've got an unlimited budget and you fancy a Mitsubishi, go to the dealer. Well, I did win the Euro Millions last night. Oh, so did you? I can do yeah. Mitsubishi for you then, mate. Yeah. Is that, are they six pound eighty? Because that's what I bought. Is, is that was that? <laughs> but more than I bought the tickets for. So. What did you? What? Five pounds worth of tickets, a which is two tickets ATR. nowadays. I tell you, five what, pounds gets you two tickets for the with, Euro Millions. With, 
with one pound eighty, you could go to that uh, restaurant that we didn't men- uh, takeaway that we didn't mention the name of. Yes, and you could probably get a starter. Well, I could definitely get some uh, prawn crackers. Here. You could definitely get some prawn crackers. But would that give it away? No, it wouldn't. I don't, I don't think anything would give it away so far. No, we, well, no, we've oh no. spring rolls. You could get some spring yes. rolls. Yes, uh, my yeah. local one. I think it's one pound fifty. Prawn for toast. Like four. Uh, get some prawn toast. Probably, no, no, I think that's three, three or four oh, pounds. Okay. So you're out there. No. You'd have been better keeping your original money. Oh wait, wait no, you're one pound eighty up actually. Yeah, that's so, that's just free profit now. Yeah, so you've got the rest. I'm obviously going to reinvest six, into the national lottery. <laughs> <laughs> six pound eighty, Sam. You could have a ball at the uh, local um, uh, takeaway. Yeah. Well, you almost said it then. I did almost. We don't. We don't want to put ourselves into product placement territory. For the local, that no one knows where it is. Oh, are you giving it away now? Oh, I'm gonna have to edit that out. I can't believe you ruined it. The suspense we could have kept people going for weeks. People have been texting in going, "Is it a? Is it a Nando's?" Right, I'll edit that out. (laughs) (laughs) Thanks for listening, everyone. That's that's the end of our podcast. I hope you've enjoyed it, and uh, well, we'll catch you in the next one. See ya.